Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. I didn't really understand what was happening to me. I had mentioned in this interview that the doctor had said I was in the throes of menopause and I was told then that menopause was not an illness and I get that totally. However, I think every workplace needs to recognise that for some women, it is life-changing. It alters everything. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. I am your host as always, Adele Johnston, and I'm joined by a beautiful, vibrant guest today. So Helen Meredith is one of my current cohort intake students for the Menopause Support Coach Certification. And Helen has just been on this amazing 12-week journey to certify and just about to sit her assessment. So sending her all the love and vibes that she needs for that assessment to be successful. As we know, it will be. It's already done. So Helen, welcome to the podcast. It's amazing to have you with us. Good morning, Adele. Thank you for having me. So very honoured to be in this vibrant space with you today. Oh, amazing. I love it. I love it. What I want to do then, I want to jump into this one with you because I know that there's going to be a lot of listeners, not just ladies, but listeners listening into this one today, quite interested in your background and your story. And it was only when we started to really catch up and understand a bit about your background when you were coming on board inside the Menopause Support Coach Certification that we went into a conversation and I was like, we need to do a podcast on this. This is you know, this is information and this is a background story that will resonate with so many women out there just now. And we need to talk about it more. So I'm not going to tell your story, but I am going to introduce you. Helen worked for a very long time in a very well-known high street retailer and became one of the one in 10 ladies who resigned from her corporate career because of her menopause symptoms. And that journey has then led to this beautiful new direction that you are taking actively and also manifesting for yourself in the future form. So tell us a little bit about your corporate professional past life. I had worked for this um, large retail company from leaving school. I left school when I was 16 and I went and I worked with them for eight years and then um, had a longing to be cabin crew. So I applied to various airlines and I was successful and I went to work for a couple of really good, um, well-known airlines. I lived in Dubai for a couple of years. I lived in London. So I'd done, you know, a lot of traveling. I had a great time. I was so confident. I used to take life in my stride uh, and just generally loved life, loved traveling, loved my lifestyle. And um, I went back to this um, large retailer um, when I quit flying. Um, The reason I stopped flying was love, you know, my husband, we got married and so on. And uh, I settled and I went back to this well-known corporate industry. And, you know, I, I did really well. I worked in various roles. I did some recruitment for them. I did some work in beauty for them. I did some visual merchandising roles. I was always asked and encouraged to go forward for new positions. And um, 
I'd had my son when I was 37 and really when I was 45, I never really thought I could be anywhere near perimenopause. Everything was ticking along quite nicely in work and got to 45 and I don't know, there were subtle changes coming in and I never really thought about how I was feeling and um, I knew something, I knew I just didn't feel quite right. Back in the day, and we're talking 10 years ago now, the word perimenopause was just never used. You know, in my mind's eye, when I hit menopause, I would be in my 50s, my period would stop, I might have a couple of hot flushes, and that's it, done and dusted, let's go on, let's get into the next phase of life and go for it. It's quite liberating, I thought. But not once did I think that any of the symptoms that started to creep in were anything to do with the perimenopause. I had a horrible virus in the December of 2010. And from that point, it was almost like my menopause, my perimenopause symptoms switched on overnight. They became tenfold. I thought, what on earth is wrong with me? I knew the hot flushes may be to do with menopause. I kept thinking, oh no, it's post-viral. I'm hot because I'm still, you know, I've still got this virus. It's taken a while to get over it. There were no real changes to my periods at this point. Um, They had changed ever so slightly, but I didn't really put anything down to it. I never put two and two together. And then the other things started to creep in, like a little bit of anxiety, Um, some aches and pains and I developed a rash on my body which every GP I went to and this went on for a a number of years kept saying to me you've got shingles it's reoccurring shingles and I'm saying well what is causing it we don't know so then in creeps a lot of health anxiety because as well as this rash which would come out about every three months on my body almost like a cold sore type rash I'd feel terrible, I'd be fatigued, I'd feel really unwell. Then it would not be flat for two weeks, I'd go into work, I'd continue, I'd just get on with it, I'd feel like really struggling to get out of bed and I'd go into work and and this would go on and every now and again it would literally hit me and knock me flat and I was once off with, I'd missed 14 shifts in a six month period and had to have a return to work meeting. In the meantime, I'd had some bloods, which had showed up that I they had said to me at the time, this is 10 years ago, bearing in mind, and I was over 45 at this stage just, and they'd done bloods and said I was in the throes of the menopause. Well, of course, as we know, I was in the perimenopause. When I look back now, it all makes sense. Um, this was all discussed in the meeting when I went back into work. I also had vertigo at the time, which is another perimenopausal symptom. And a lot of women don't even associate it with their hormones. And you can imagine I'm in this meeting and I felt really quite atrocious. I'd gone back into work without feeling well. And um, it was all very formal. And the outcome of the interview was that after 20 years service, without a blemish on my record, I was being given a written warning, which stayed live on my file for 12 months. In that period of time, we were currently getting a yearly bonus. I wasn't eligible for it anymore because I had a written warning. I wouldn't be getting a pay increment that year because I had this written warning. If I was to 
I well, I wasn't allowed to go for any promotions or any um, sideward steps within the role. I couldn't apply for any other internal vacancy. So this was live on my file for 12 months. I was devastated. <laughs> I can't say any of that. I've been super loyal to this company. I didn't really understand what was happening to me. Obviously, 10 years ago, menopause and perimenopause was just not spoken about. I had mentioned in this interview that the doctor had said I was in the throes of menopause and I was told then after they'd had advice from a special HR hub that menopause was not an illness and I get that totally. However, I think not just retailers, every industry, every workplace needs to recognise that for some women it is life-changing, it alters everything it devastated me and I felt so let down. I thought, is this it? Am I going to feel like this forever? I want to leave. I, I feel really demotivated by this. No one seems to want to help or understand. And at that point, I felt super trapped because where do you go when you've lost your confidence a little bit, when you feel anxious about your health? And I just kept going and I kept going and I kept going. I just lost my mojo a little bit. I'd turn up for work. I'd give 110%. I always did. But I had to give myself a pep talk every day on my drive into work. Come on, you got this, Helen. Come on, you can get in there. Just put your face on. Just, just, just do it. People rely on you. Go in. No one knew really, truly how I felt. It was tough. And I muddled through for a long time. I feel quite emotional when I talk about it now because I feel like eight years of my life kind of was on hold to a degree. I could manage work. I went into work and did the job and came home and had no patience with my family at that point when I came through the door. And eventually um, I just kept thinking, I want to leave this place. I want to look for something else. But then my head wasn't in the right space because I felt you know, it's, um, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I start when I've lost a bit of confidence? And at the time, there was no menopause policy in place. This company had lots of policies for everything else, nothing at all to help midlife women. And I wasn't alone. Many of my colleagues were going through very similar things. And when I look back now, I mean, there were there were many symptoms that I now look back and think, ah, such and such had a frozen shoulder and she struggled and she she was sort of threatened with her absence and things. And, and things like frozen shoulder, carpal tunnel syndrome, women having anxious episodes, um, being told, oh, such and such is going to the bathroom a lot. I mean, it is midlife. It is difficult. You know, your periods change. You need to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. more frequently. It was, there was lots of things. And eventually I just felt the support just wasn't there, which is a real shame, you know. I have been told since that there is now a policy in place for menopause. That is thrilling news, to be honest. And I do hope women in in that particular retailer, in any industry, in any any workplace, you know, it has to change. Change has to happen. Support has to be there. It can be the smallest part of support just to say to people, are you okay? You know, if you need extra water breaks or you need to bathroom breaks or is there anything we can help you with? Can we change your shifts? You know, just an awareness mm-hmm. of 
why has someone who is super motivated always been there, always given 110%, has, you know, like this, there's a change there. Ask the question. And I think also for me, I wish I was more honest and I would, my plea would be to others listening to this, be honest with those around you, talk about it. I had this horrible sense of shame for some reason because no one else seemed to be going through it, only me. And I, I couldn't understand what was going on. I was thinking, you know, I can't run anymore. I used to run a lot. I felt like I, everything was just crumbling around me. My my life in work, my life out of work was obviously affected as well. But talk to people. There is help out there. It took me eight years to ask for help. But my God, when I got help, it wasn't an overnight fix, but what a difference going forward now to where I am now it's a huge change don't struggle through like I did in the dark wading through mud thinking there's no help because there is there is help out there oh my goodness honestly I'm just I'm sitting here and if the listeners right now could see my face when you were sharing that it's just that really that really hit my heart and I had a little tear when you were talking about your journey that's a lot to face. And like you've said, and, and thank you for opening up and being vulnerable enough to share this with everyone, because it can't be easy reliving that journey. It can't be easy verbalizing how let down you've been from a woman who had all of this, you know, prosperous and really going places in that career, in that industry, who knows yeah, and, and I mean, we do look at this in a very gratitude-driven space, but that wasn't fair, what you faced. You know, we've deliberately kept the name of the retailer out of this because it's not about shaming and we never want to bring shame. But what we do want to do is raise the awareness that Helen can't be the only lady that goes through this in a workplace. And it's a workplace responsibility to recognise that this is bigger than written warnings this is much bigger than all of that this is about being able to appreciate that when we are in need of support that we can ask for it without that judgment of warnings you know what you faced I'm just I'm flabbergasted by it Helen because I don't know if a lot of the listeners will know this but my background in corporate was HR before I went into operational resilience and from an HR point of view, I appreciate that, yes, there's guidelines and policies, but it's manager's discretion a lot of the time with how a company will ask support to be given to its people. You've been massively failed and let down. I certainly felt that at the time. And I think um, it's all well and good to have policies. The important thing is how they're delivered and the actions that are taken through them. Black and white writing on a page isn't enough. It needs to be delivered in such a way that we feel supported. I know certainly all my experience, by the time I did leave, I was offered redundancy and I, I, I just thought, I've got to get from here. <laughs> I've got to. This is when uh, this particular retailer was closing stores and um, I was in a store that was closing. And... Um, I just felt I had to go and 
even at that point, when we were offered redundancy out of 70 odd people, they decided that they would offer me a vacancy and not the redundancy. There was three, I think there was three or four of us. And for two weeks, I had to hang on and fight my corner and say, no, I, I want to take redundancy. And they were like, no, no, we've got a vacancy for you, which was miles away from where I lived. And again, it was so much mm. stress. And and I kept thinking, why? You know, like it, it, nothing straightforward. And I, I, from actually getting through and finally getting my redundancy and leaving, I did um, go to another um, job for a little while I was a GP receptionist for about nine months and um, at this point I was burnt out I must have been mm-hmm. this is going back March 2020 and I just got up one day and I said to my husband I've written my notice out I can't keep going I've got to stop work and again even in that environment I didn't feel supported it was a high pressured environment too but I've always been somebody who can thrive on it and just, you know, get on with it and bounce back always and always had this happy disposition to just come on, brush yourself off, dust yourself down. This is the job, get on with it and be part of the team and and really dig in. But I literally hit a brick wall. So yes, I am a one in 10 statistic, which I feel Mm -hmm. is massively higher than that of women who actually give up work due to menopause. Yes, I would agree with you. I think that statistic comes from 2016 when there was a small study done to find out kind of, but I find that it's, well, we've talked about this inside our pod calls on the MSCC pod calls, but I greatly believe that it's probably more like five and 10, could even be seven and 10 that actually resign because of menopause. But what we don't have is we don't have um, sickness absence within employee systems that record menopause related illness we don't have all of this coming out so we don't have the statistics and the data to actually back up where things are so yeah I would agree with you on that I think you're very brave in sharing your story when we spoke about this and I'd invited you to come on the podcast to share your story I don't take it lightly that you said yes I know that it's it's reliving in a a trauma space that you maybe have put the lid on and just decided that you know that that lid's on there and I'm not really opening that again and we've gone into it today. I want to pull out some really vibrant things that you said, though. So you talked about how, you know, you, you kind of left your cabin crew job for love. You're in a very beautiful family dynamic. You've had all of this amazing success in those careers. Um, and not just that, but equally with where you are going right now, we've touched upon the fact that there is more that needs done within the menopause support space, within the workplace, and with women being able to really stand up and stand forward for their own health and happiness journey. Just because we are employed does not make us a slave. Just because we are employed does not mean that we have to show up in a false sense of happiness and health when we are being impacted by our menopause journey. So, Maybe just before we jump into what you are currently working on and where your vision is taking you, is there anything that you would share? If you could go back and speak to your, you know, 10 year ago self when you were in the thick and the height of all of this, if you could go back and you could support Helen of 10 years ago, what would be your main 
top tips or suggestions for her when she's in, in the thick of this with the written warnings coming? I think for me, it would have been do some research, have a look, try and find out what's happening with your body. Find out as much information, good information, good sourced information, because there's a lot of non, you know, like duff information out there. It would be do some research, listen, read books, listen to podcasts like this. Um, It was actually through a podcast that I had an aha moment where I thought, listening to a lady's story, I thought, wow, a couple of the things she's saying, I never, ever, ever thought that was linked with perimenopause, the aches and pains, the anxiety. Um, And I thought, wow, this is starting to make a bit of sense. So I think it would be to, A, do a little bit of research and find out, you know, there what's happening with your body if you're in tune with your body listening to it logging symptoms um getting a bit of data as to what's happening with your periods how you're feeling there's some great things you can do now and with things like the balance app um there's a green climatic scale um sheet that you can fill in with all your symptoms so that you've got some idea of what is happening with your body and why it's feeling out of sync i think i would be braver now and ask for help. Talk to both my colleagues and employer, my my family, my friends. I'd share with them, this is how I feel. I don't understand why I feel like this, but this is how I feel. Because when changes come and they can be radical and out of the blue and you don't understand, you need to share that with people. I had some very black days, which is totally out of my character. Um but I just urge people to speak up. And that's what I would have advised Helen back then, 10 years ago, yeah. to not worry about it, to to know that it's normal for some women to have many symptoms. You know, it's not just a case of hot flushes for for many. It, it, it has a massive impact on some women, both mentally and physically. And I would have been more likely to join the dots back then. I just wish the information had been around then like it is now. But I do appreciate there's still a lot of sifting you need to do through that information. Sound advice. You know, we are definitely a lot more further forward than we were for the Helen that experienced all of that really upsetting and let down sense of support from that employer. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's not going to be a one-off. There'll be ladies, I'm sure, listening to this thinking, that's me right now. Um, what we find with all of this as well is you highlighted the fact that not only had you had a written warning, but you were actually, you know, almost disbanded from the fact that you couldn't then apply for alternatives. You couldn't go for promotions. You were excluded from bonuses. You were excluded from wage increases. And that has a really heavily detrimental impact then on your financial health and happiness as you grow in your career you know, it's like a a form of punishment for something that you haven't done anything wrong for. So there's almost this element of, you know, we we need to really build into that deep gratitude and forgiveness around this situation. And there is a really amazing positive psychology tool that I will share with you. And we can put um, some information in the show notes for this as well around the forgiveness letter. So this is a really beautiful Um, journaling prompt that you can utilize for anyone listening to this thinking yeah you know I do still hold a lot of upset 
a lot of emotion and some anger towards the situation, by writing out that forgiveness letter, it can be to a person, it might be to a group or a situation, it doesn't even need to be to a human being, and really connecting in with those emotions that come through. But by enabling ourselves to then give that forgiveness, we are allowing ourselves to move on in that positivity and that really kind of emotionally intelligence space of forgiveness. I don't know, it doesn't come easy. There's a part of this where, and your story is going to resonate with so many, so many that are facing that now, so many that are saying that that's like you're telling my story, Helen, that's exactly what happened to me. How, in your words, has this then paved a way for you to where you are today, moments away from being certified as a brilliant menopause support coach, you know, with full accreditation? How did that journey open up those gateways for you from the moment that then you were unemployed, you'd moved away from being in the corporate eye to appreciating that more needed done to then signing up to become a certified menopause support coach. Tell us a little bit about that. I just felt, you know, when I look back where I've come from and I think this experience was for a reason and I want to reach out and help other women, I really wouldn't want anybody else to to, to just exist like I did for about eight years. Um, I want to help and support people. And I find that's a really vibrant energy. It's, you know, there are so many ladies who are still feeling quite lost out there that need the help, that need the support, that need to, to know the information that's available, the correct information. And I think that the whole 12 weeks has really opened up a totally different energy in me. I'm I'm excited for the future. I really want to reach out to as many women as I possibly can um, to help them navigate through it and, and thrive. I mean, why can't we thrive in this age? You know, I mean, this is a great age. I'm 56 now. And since January, I've lost 20 pounds. I'm working out every day. I do some yoga. I get outside in the fresh air. If you'd said that to me, sort of, even 18 months ago, I've said, no, no, I don't want to go out for a walk. And But you know what? When you when you find a way and you, you get there and you get vibrant, it's kind of like this course as being the cherry on the cake. I'd started in January, starting to really look at my nutrition and, and looking into getting the benefits of movement every day. And when the course came along and I started, I thought, wow, this is kind of everything I've been starting to put into place since January is like, this has just given me even more information to absorb and to, to share and to get women being their best selves at this age. It's a great age. You know, I wouldn't have said it, like I say, 18 months ago, but it is. It's it's a vibrant age. Why can't we rock? Why can't we be great? You know, menopause is not the oh, end. Yes. <laughs> it's just the beginning. It's the beginning of something really special. And I think I have totally jumped out of my, you know, comfort zone in the last few months. And it's being amazing to do that I'm really proud of myself for doing it keep going don't give up on yourself and if you're looking in the mirror and the person that looks back at you you don't recognize anymore ask for some help she's still in there somewhere they're still in there somewhere ask for help 
I am proof that you can come out the other end and you can come out the other end in a totally different direction, which is going to be super exciting going forward. And so I would just encourage you to don't give up on yourself ever oh you're just amazing (laughs) I love this I love this energy in you it's been phenomenal watching your transformation as well and we've been together for about 14 weeks now from orientation through to just prior to your assessment we've got another few weeks together through your assessment and then graduation and it's just been really special to see you up level with not just you know, the the knowledge and the confidence that you've gained, but you've embodied this, you've implemented, you've practiced a lot of what you've been educated on through the certification. And what I find, you know, observing it from that side is that even coming on to the podcast today, Helen last year wouldn't have done this. Yeah. So that confidence level is it's coming back here. It's, vi- it's really vibrant. It's really strong. You use that word vibrant. That's something that you know that I speak about all the time, that menopause is this time that we get to feel empowered and liberated. We get to really make choice. For you, it's a big celebration that you're now, you're now venturing into a space and place where you can bring your knowledge and your past experiences and make sure that other women don't go through what you've experienced. So there's that, you know, positivity, not in a negative way. I know that sounds crazy to say, how can something be a positive and a negative? But we can almost force positivity. It's called toxic positivity on ourselves and situations. We're allowed to feel completely peed off when we have this big letdown in life. We're allowed to feel that anger, that upset, that frustration. We're allowed to feel all of that. But the encouragement then is like what you've done, Helen, is to say, well, actually, there's a reason that I faced all of those hard times. And it's part of my purpose and pathway to bring me to this point where I'm now going to be a menopause support coach, fully certified to help other women. That's powerful. That's super powerful. (laughs) It's super powerful. And you probably can hear the excitement and energy in my voice. And yeah, the three months have been amazing. Totally brought me out my shell. Um, I'm trying things that I wouldn't have ever dreamt of trying before. And the future I feel now is brighter than it's been in years. I really feel like I've come out of the darkness into the light. And to use my experience to help others, that's ultimately my goal if I can just change one life it would be something I just want women to feel their best selves again to not give up to get their shine and light back I love that I love you I love this I love this conversation and for anyone listening to this I fully appreciate we have taken you on a bit of a journey where it got really quite deep at the start as Helen shared her own experience and the hard and sad facts with all of this is that Helen is not alone in experiencing any of this so please if you are someone who resonates with Helen's story right now and you are facing into that right now then take Helen's advice be honest be honest with your management team be honest with your support team at work that you are not in a good place that you are finding things struggling Okay, it's when we admit to that, it's not a vulnerability for shame. It's about us being able to admit that we need that support and that help. If you're in employment and you are a manager of influence and you're listening to this thinking, 
you know what? Maybe we don't do enough to support our menopausal women, our midlife women. And remembering that, like Helen mentioned, menopause isn't just something that happens to women. This is something that impacts every single person in this world. It impacts everyone in a household. It impacts people in the workplace. Okay, there's a lot of ladies that I work with who will have challenging relationships with their senior management, majority of them being female. And what we've got to remember is that they too will be facing their own challenges with perimenopause or menopause. And that can be brought into their change of character. So what we need to be able to do is just open up that maybe it's not so much conversations in the workplace, but having a safe space for people to speak up openly, a safe space to know that you are held. And if that doesn't exist in your workplace, then consider being the change. Consider being the person that writes the email to the head of your HR Consider being the person that raises it in your next one-to-one. That actually, you know, when you're asked, how are you? Instead of the automated response of good or I'm fine or yeah, great, because we don't want to be showing up as being weak because we're in our professional corporate life. I would encourage you to be honest. I'd encourage you to say, well, do you know, I'm actually not that great just now. Here's why. And here's how you can help. Never be afraid to ask for what you know you need and want. Because it takes us all. This is not a one person thing. This is not a wait for parliament to agree that menopause needs to be a single held policy or a statement within a policy. We're years and years away from it ever becoming, you know, and this is my opinion based on the kind of informed professional stance that I have, We're years away from this being anything that is legally required, but we're just moments away from you, from all of us serving a purpose and a role and being able to speak up and being able to offer support. So I celebrate each and every one of you for listening to this episode today. The journey that you've been taking on, I fully appreciate may trigger. So please do take some time after this episode if you do feel that it has raised something for you to have a breath, okay, four deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth and pick up the phone to someone who you feel comfortable and confident sharing your vulnerabilities with. Share with them that you've listened to this episode, that it's brought up some traumas, some triggers that you maybe want to just share and get that support so that you can face into what's next for you. Helen, it has been an absolute pleasure hearing your story, being part of you sharing this story. And I do appreciate that it's a vulnerable thing to do. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Really, it's been great to talk about it. Really has to get it out there, to put it out to the universe. And if it helps somebody, I'll be more than thrilled. That's that's all I want, just for other women or others to listen and to make changes. You're not alone. You've got this. And for those ladies listening to this that want to reach out and maybe further the conversation with you, if this has resonated with them, where is the best place for them to find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, My surname is Meredith. Um, So my Instagram account is Meredith6703. And if you drop me a private message on there, we can talk further. I'd be delighted to help. 
We will pop a link so that you can go into the show notes and click straight through to Helen's Instagram profile if you wish to further that conversation. Thank you so much to all of you for showing up, for listening into this episode today, for allowing Helen to tell and share her story. And I truly do hope that there is something that resonated here with you today. Please know that you are not alone. You never are. You never have been and you never will be. You are just one message away from help. Never sit in silence or in isolation. We are here for you and with you and sending you so much love and compassion. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please remember that we will absolutely love you to subscribe. When you subscribe to our podcast, we are able to get you these episodes a little bit earlier, but shh, don't tell everybody that doesn't subscribe because they get them later. And for those of you that have enjoyed the episode, you maybe want to share a review. And I know that Helen and I will both appreciate hearing what you've taken away from this episode today. So please do go ahead and leave that review for us. Any questions that you have, you just need to reach out. It has been a pleasure as always having you as our listener. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.